This is the audit room on Clubhouse. I am your co-host, Trent Russell, host of the audit podcast and founder of Green Skies Analytics. We are the go-to place for all things analytics and audit. And I'm joined as always by my co-host, Tracy Marquardt. Hi there. I am known as Europe's leading audit communication consultant, and I focus on communication leadership and increased productivity for those global internal audit clients that I work with, whether it's training, coaching, or consulting. And I'm super excited today to have Eve Genet with us. Um, Eve is going to give us a little introduction and then I'll hand it back over to Trent. So you want me to present myself? Yes, please. <laughs> with pleasure. Um, I have 30 years of experience in conducting audits in the public sector. I started my career at the Office of the Auditor General of Canada, and um, I rose through the rank there. And when I left, I was principal in charge of audit methodology for performance audits. Then I worked at the Public Service Commission when they were establishing a new uh, audit function for um, the staffing regulation in the federal government. I, after that, I took on the challenge of being chief audit executive at Shared Services Canada, an organization that was created to um, centralize all IT services for the government of Canada. Now I'm vice president strategic initiatives at the Canadian Audit and Accountability Foundation, an organization that is dedicated to provide research services and training for public sector auditors in Canada. And also we do oversight uh, training for audit committees and we have an international program. Right, and I just wanted to jump in Trent because you we, we haven't had as much contact in the last week for various professional reasons. And um, I had a lovely call with Eve last week and we were on the phone for over half an hour, I would say. Um, talking about, you know, exploring some of the various topics that he's been working on in his current role. Um, and, you know, Eve comes from a public service background, so federal government in Canada. But I think, you know, the topics that that he has researched that is, his organization is, is working with right now are super valuable to all of internal audit, um, no matter their exact role, because it's really forward-looking and... Uh, We've, we've all just got to, to step up on some level, whether it's our knowledge or whether it's it's other particular actions. So Trent, I'll turn it over to you to start us off. Well, I'm disappointed I missed that call. <laughs> um, I know the, the topic for today is blockchain and, and opportunities and risks for internal audit relative to blockchain. And we'll add a link to the show notes for this. But Eve had written um, a paper titled Blockchain and Audit Overview of Potential Impact on Legislative Audit. And it's a good overview of blockchain. And I think a lot of folks struggle to understand exactly what blockchain is. I think we're all probably familiar with the term and cryptocurrency and Bitcoin. But Eve, if you could help us understand what blockchain is. That's quite a challenge. I've been to uh, sessions where... Uh, world experts were explaining blockchain for an hour and at the end and i was in these meetings with like top-notch auditors from all over canada and they were all looking at each other and wondering but i will take up the challenge and try to do my best here uh 
think of blockchain as a distributed ledger. So essentially, it's a it's a database that can be shared across a network of multi, uh, multiple sites or institutions. All participants within the network can have their own identical copy of the ledger, and any changes to the ledger are reflected in all copies within minutes, or in some cases, seconds. Okay, and these assets can be financial, legal, physical, or electronic. So the way I remember uh, what uh, what uh, blockchain is, is, you know, think of it as something that has four attributes. Okay, it's a database that is transparent. All the transactions are open and accessible to all participants. It's distributed. So the ledger is replicated and provided to all participants, uh, which makes uh, unilateral alterations impossible because they are, if there are diverging versions, the changes are rejected. And it's synchronized. Every time a new transaction is added, all copies of the ledger are updated almost at the same time. And the final and most important uh, feature is it's secure. There's complex cryptographic characteristics that are combined with these other attributes of transparency, distribution, and synchronization, which make uh, blockchains immutable, i.e. they can't be uh, modified. So they contain a built-in audit trail, which is important for us, as you know. Yep. So it's this. It, you know, some people call blockchain the technology of trust because it resolves a crucial problem that had faced the internet since its inception, which is the uh, capacity to trust others to execute transactions. Okay, so you you know that you go on uh, various uh, commercial websites and you have to go through something like PayPal or. Um, various uh, credit card services. So there is always a third party there. Uh, and uh, blockchain has enabled transaction from user to user. And for instance, the most well-known uh, application of blockchain, which is Bitcoin, okay. which means that you've created a cryptocurrency and then you can exchange that cryptocurrency and it's like money. There's also other applications, and we'll talk about that later. Yeah, and I think so. It's blockchain is much more than Bitcoin. Yeah, and the link in your again, we'll add it to the show notes. But there's a link to a video in the paper you wrote that explains it really well. Also, because I think that when you talk about physical assets being on a blockchain, that can be even <laughs> like, how can a physical asset be on a digital blockchain? You know, so um, I, that video is really good. Um, so let me ask you this, because you mentioned PayPal. Does this, let's say blockchain is implemented everywhere. Does that mean PayPal and Venmo and, and um, those types of services are effectively going to die off? Potentially, yes. It's a, it's, a, it's a technology that is revolutionary in that sense. Um, banks don't really like it. Uh, one of the common application of blockchain now is that people who want to transfer um, people want to transfer uh, uh, funds in another country. It can be done in a few hours, whereby previously people, someone wanted to transfer money to their grandmother in Kenya. 
uh, it would take literally weeks because it has to go from one bank to another, to another, to another, until it gets into country. And then in the country, you need to have someone physically bringing cash to uh, the person. And now it can be done through the phone, for instance, straight from one phone to the other. What? So it's 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 potentially uh, a huge game changer. Yeah, it seems like it could be massive. Sorry, go ahead, Trent. That was it. I was. Just, it, it could be massive. The more you think about the applications, not just outside of crypto. I mean, I yeah. think so, but I'm wondering what is it? What does it mean for audit, Eve? Uh, well. Um, in terms of financial audits, that's the obvious one. And uh, to say that it's gonna simplify and streamline financial auditing is definitely, uh, I think, a fair fair statement to make. Um, I've seen some publication that I've actually hinted that blockchain technology might completely eliminate the need for financial statement audits by a CPA auditor. If all transactions are captured in an immutable blockchain, what is left for the CPA auditor to <laughs> audit? You know, there is they, they're talking about push button financial statements where um, basically uh, all transactions have been validated on the go, and then at any point in time, you can uh, access to validate uh, uh, audit statements, which uh, would be, uh, you know, like a huge game changer for financial audit. Uh, Deloitte Deutschland has basically uh, stated that it would be a reality in a few years. Saying this, I, AICPA and CPA Canada disagree, <laughs> not surprisingly. Uh, they point out that, um, blockchain will create new risks and uh, these risks will have to be managed and accounted for. And of course, financial auditors will be well positioned to do that. In terms of non-financial internal audits, um, it's going to be uh, also uh, critical because as I was saying, it's not only the financial services and Bitcoin, it's, it's about any kind of of assets that are information assets. So um, we're talking, and we may want to talk a little bit more about that, but smart contracts, for instance, is probably the most widespread non-financial, strictly non-financial application, although there is a financial element to it. Uh, securing critical infrastructures, managing voting processes, that's an interesting one, and elections. Uh, assets, registrations, all kinds of assets. Uh, it can be used for insurance purposes, managing HR data, medical records, uh, animal tracing in the food industry, um, smart grid technology in the energy sector. I mean, this, the list goes on and on and on. So does internal audit have to figure out how to audit all of those possible uses of blockchain? Um, Definitely. Um, you know, I'll give you an example, uh, smart contracts. 
where businesses can preset conditions according to specific requirements in facilitating in an automatic transactions uh, with you know preset conditions whether they're met or not and then it eliminates um, possible human error in transactions or data breaches so you have like these contracts they're set up and they will uh, operate um, automatically. Um, that sounds attractive, but then there is also, you know, a downside to that, which is uh, that um, that uh, if something goes wrong, um, and then it'll start going on its own automatically. So there is gonna, it's not removing the need for looking at how it was programmed and uh, what's going on with, uh, with a smart contract. And you talked about the, the risks that could come with it. And I would say blockchain still fairly new enough that we probably don't know what all those risks are, but are there a few that keep kind of popping up? Um, there is a very good paper by COSO on that. And they do, you know, look at, you know, they say like it's very powerful technology. And as you know, COSO is all about controls. So they say you could, there's going to be potential for automating controls and stuff like that. And I can talk a little bit more about that because there's, you know, definitely a world of opportunities that are appearing here. Uh, in terms of the risk, I would say the number one risk that I've seen in the literature is the actual implementation of blockchain because now as everybody is seduced by this technology and can see the potential many companies have been uh implementing uh blockchain initiatives for part or all their operations and there's a fascinating stats in um, forbes magazine where they reported that 92% of blockchain trend, uh, implementations had failed in 2020. So because it's so new and complex, it has a high potential for failure. So this could be an extremely costly as you are, you know, going ahead with an IT initiative that ends up with nothing. I mean, I used to be CEO of a big uh, IT department and we called it, you know, the whole, you know, the tunnel to China and nothing to do with trade uh, policy. It's just that if you dig a big hole, it, you will keep digging until you get to China and you can fill it with money and, <laughs> and you never resolve the situation. So the number one uh, worry of, of internal auditors should be how is this initiative implemented? Are they following state of the art? What kind of risk assessments have been made? What kind of transition? Because it's transition to a new IT system properly. Uh, so all the everything we've learned about IT systems will apply in that, that instance. Other risks, okay, is that at the end of the day, not forget that it may automate a bunch of things, but it's made by humans for humans managed by humans so uh account security will remain important um you know everything is encrypted but there will be private keys 
who's managing these keys, who's given access to these keys. So a lot of the traditional IT issues for internal auditors uh, remain in, in full swing and have to be taken into account. And it's not foolproof. I mean, there's been examples of, uh, you know, with Ethereum, um, there was uh, something called, I don't know if you heard about it, the DAO, and it was uh, an investor-directed venture capital fund. And some clever chap figured out a way of forking the, the chain and $17 million disappeared overnight. And once it happened, uh, it couldn't be reversed. The money was gone. Although it was not a failure of blockchain itself, but of the software that was working at the periphery of it, um, it was definitely, uh, definitely uh, a huge risk. I mean, I think you know, another typical here. example. Sorry, sorry, you kind of just jump in on that one because how yeah. does I was thinking of that when I was doing my research for this for this call is how does audit get assurance on all the other third party organizations that are running these platforms? I mean, they could get a they could get a certificate that they've been audited from whatever organization, but is that going to be enough assurance for audit to reply on or to rely on that? It's um. It's risky. It's 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 the same debate that we have about about SOX um, certifications, and in Canada, I forgot what it was. We, there is a type of audit that can be done by a third party. So the moment you introduce a third party, you introduce the same level of risk, and then you have to obtain you know assurance through a third party assurance, like uh, we, we we were doing at SSC. Uh, Shared Services Canada, when uh, they were like services provided to tax, uh, how can I say that? The uh, Revenue Agency of Canada was providing services to the provinces, so they were doing their own audit, and then we were doing a certification of the audit that was done by the province, and it was like everybody's auditing everybody, but that's the world of third-party services. Yeah. So. The point here is that there will be uh, other parties. Some organization actually, instead of doing the blockchain in-house, have an actual uh, third party programming everything for them. So, of course, it does introduce uh, a, huge, uh, a huge risk that, that you have to manage. And many internal auditors have to rely on experts that they hire so then you have like all these layers of, of outside parties that are operating on it and i think you were getting to a there was a third risk that you were about to speak to well i just then giving an example of account security if you make a payment in bitcoins um and you make it to the wrong or not or uh, unauthorized recipient uh there's absolutely no way to reverse the transaction so when i mentioned one of the characteristics of the blockchain was that it was immutable when when you make a mistake it's also immutable hmm. so <laughs> you know so that's something that has to be incorporated in the layers of controls that you put in place i think that's a, that's that's risky even from a from a you know human standpoint because i mean have you ever paid the wrong person by accident pressing the wrong key on your on a you know online transaction or something i think i can see that happening yeah definitely 
Um, I mentioned smart contracts. Um, it's just that I, I, I watch a lot of movies with my family and it struck me when I was doing my research for, for, for the, the paper, uh, smart contracts are using something called oracles. So if you've watched the matrix, I don't know if you remember, you know, there was a character called the Oracle, and this is a, a computer program that's external to the Matrix, but is intervening in the Matrix. So smart contracts are sometimes for can self-execute, but they depend on external um, software to provide information that could write this information to the blockchain. So that's where a lot of errors could, could get in. Um, Very complicated. Yeah. Yeah. Oracles. I thought it was fun. Um, I, I um, wanted to, is, is, would this be a good time to jump into um, whether or not audit can actually use blockchain in their processes, tools, methodologies? There is, uh, you know, like I looked into um, whether or not, uh, there would, need, there would be needs for new tools and methodology related to blockchain. But as you could have inferred from um, you, from what I said, um, internal audit is already as a body of knowledge related to how to conduct in IT audits. And at the end of the day, a blockchain is a sophisticated, decentralized database but internal auditors know how to audit database so it's just uh you have to compile all the new risks and that's where the coastal paper was i thought was invaluable from that perspective because they did a very thorough job at looking at the various potential areas where things could go wrong and you have to increase the awareness of those risks but there's no real new technology or methodology that I've seen. In terms of using blockchains in the audits, it's all part of the conversation about automation of audits. Um, and um, the most advanced application right now that I've seen is called blockchain-based audit logs. So it's basically, instead of having a centralized audit log, you have decentralized audit logs. And uh, the technology has been used for tracking uh, systems and IT security, that kind of stuff. There's even a commercialized version called uh, Block Audit. Okay, and it's a way of securing the audit logs and making sure that they are they can be altered and uh, they could be shared by the audit team. Okay, and seeing an expansion of that, and then a lot of these technology often emerge to serve the IT industry, and then eventually they make their way into the, uh, the audit uh, profession. We're still at uh, early stages in terms of technology. Yeah, and it is early enough. It, and I typically don't like to ask what's the first step in you know whatever the conversation is. Um, so maybe a better way to put it is: what should we do as internal audit to prepare 
for blockchain? Well, um, obviously, internal auditors have to um, brush up on what the technology entails and start uh, acquiring the right knowledge and skill set required to understand how blockchain operates and what kind of controls automated transactions will require in the context of the uh, blockchain technology. Okay, so they will need to, you know, this whole conversation has is taking place in what I call a data-centric digital environment. I mean, all these technologies are emerging and changing the landscape for uh, internal auditors. And we keep hearing that we're behind uh, behind the hit ball on this one and that uh, uh, the profession still has to catch up. But um, in all fairness, uh, I think it's a situation, and this is 30 years of audit experience speaking here, uh, auditors tend to be prudent and circumspect. They don't jump uh, too quickly uh, in the, uh, let's call it the data IT innovation train but uh, jump they do eventually, I think. So what we're seeing right now is more hiring of experts, more training, more focus on retaining the right expertise because what I've seen is many organizations train their people well, and then they become super valuable in the job market and they're gone. Mm -hmm. It's a huge problem in the public sector, by the way. Um, I've also heard talks about new certifications. So as the technology will expand, you have to expect that uh, blockchain certified auditors will become a requirement in some instances. Uh, in addition to having the right knowledge and skill set also, uh, as I mentioned, there's huge risk in the implementation and planning stages of the blockchain so you cannot if the train is going through your organization you're going to have to jump into it for sure okay and then start looking at and there's good literature now on why blockchain has failed in many organization and blockchain and failure is not rare in this area right now as far as i can tell so um it's going to be crucial that they stay on top of the information systems architectures and the data holding that are evolving and, and, and changing. Like one of the risks, by the way, is that as you proceed with uh, blockchain technology, you will go in information overload. And by that, I mean, there is like exponential growth and it's not only blockchain, it's like all this artificial intelligence stuff and all the data analytics stuff and internet in, internet of things the data that organizations are managing now are exploding exponentially and blockchain is one part of the one key part of of this phenomenon 
So uh, uh, you really have to, you know, internal auditors will have to be on, on, on top of that for sure. And that will create a very dynamic environment where internal auditors will have to continuously evaluate their readiness and their capacity to deal with these challenges. So all these factors are operate in synergy, the need for new skills, the keeping an eye on emerging technologies, how it's impacting organizations, and then how uh, our methodologies and our uh, audit processes and capacities are evolving and, and that, that dynamic. Before we close it out, Trent, I just wanted to add here, it's going to be interesting to see how internal audit handles this because you've got to have some knowledge internally within the team, but how much do you have? Are you going to rely on the big four? Are you going to go to the big four and get your external audit um, help um, and bring it in for your internal audits? And what are the what are the standard setting bodies going to do to keep up with this? Like Eve said, is there going to be a certification and things like that? So I'm, I'm keeping my eye on this one. Yeah, it's going to be fun to see how it plays out. Um globally and then just locally within our internal audit uh, groups it's going to be I'm, I'm looking forward to it actually it should be fun uh, as far as i'm concerned but, but yeah so we are up against the clock he's uh, greatly appreciate it uh this is the audit room on clubhouse we are live every tuesday at 11 a.m central standard time that's 11 a.m chicago time i'm your co-host and moderator trent russell i'll throw it to tracy and you can take us out Thank you, Trent. Um, just wanted to let everyone know I will be because of all the the asks I'm getting on social media, I will be running the how to write short audit reports webinar again, I'll tweak it a little bit that'll be on December 9th so keep an eye on my LinkedIn accounts and Eve I'll give you the last word. Thank you. Well, first of all, thank you very much for having invited me. That was really fun to talk about this. Uh, I'll just say that blockchain has upsides and downsides for organization and therefore auditors. So, um, you know, the question is, will it come to us, even given the fact that it has slowed down and there's been growing skepticism about, you know, how revolutionary it would be. Three years ago, everybody was all about this and now there is a bit of skepticism. But I'll give you the example of Europe where the food industry has been regulated by the government and forced to adopt uh, blockchain um, because they were required to do animal tracing. So there's no doubt that blockchain is coming to us and that we'll have to adapt and be ready for it.